everybody. Welcome to the Bowfishing Buzz presented by AMS Bowfishing. My name is Matthew, and of course, I'm with my good buddy, D. Schmitty. How's it going, everybody? How are things been going for you there, D. Schmitty? It's been getting better because we've been getting out and shooting some fish, or trying to shoot some fish. But man, I tell you, once again, it's a cold, dreary, misty, gray, Mm -hmm. dark... Monday again back yep. here at work. Yep. And this yep. weather just cannot straighten out. No. No. We went out, what day was that? Last week, Friday. Yeah. It was supposed to be nice and sunny, warm, and it was just brutal. It was bad. It was bad. The wind was wind. just eating us up. Yeah, it was blowing 15 constant Ugh. with gust up to the 20s. We were in areas, we were back in areas where it was, we should have been out of the wind. <laughs> And there was white caps. Yes. <laughs> yep. Just to put it in perspective for everybody listening, we had the fan on as fast as it can go full throttle. Mm-hmm. And we had our 112-pound thrust trolling motor trying to make us go into the wind, and we were barely making yeah. any ground. It was brutal. It, oh it was my brutal. Gosh. But that's the, the crazy thing about it is we've had such flip-flopping weather, mm-hmm. you know, the last two weeks. Nothing is consistent. No. Because, I mean, I've gone out and I've done well, and I've gone out and I've seen some good action, and things should be starting to get really rolling here now. I mean, yep. it should be really rolling. I mean, we're, our average temps right now are supposed to be 65 degrees. Oh, you my know, we're gosh. In the, I we're wish. in the mid-40s right now with high winds and rain. And yep. Yep. So everything's just been really flip-flopped and very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, well, last week, I know you, you got on some fish last week during the week you went out. You were shooting some good fish. Got on some really good fish. Yeah. So really we went out ones. Friday with the camera, and of course the wind was just brutal. And then Saturday, we were forecasted up until like Friday morning, we were supposed to get like five to eight inches of snow. Right. And then that turned to rain, and we never really got the rain. We didn't get it, but... Um, <laughs> This week was the uh, first Wisconsin Bow Fishing Association's tournament mm-hmm. down at Mud and Chub Lakes, and that's where all the weather went. Yeah. It went south of us. Yep. And I know I had a buddy, Jody Begalki, text me a picture of his boat right before takeoff, and it had like two inches of snow on it. Oh, my gosh. I, I saw a picture. I don't remember. I don't recall who it was. It was a barrel of fish. You couldn't see any fish. It was, it was snowy on top. Yeah, you could just wow. see little outlines. Wow. Yeah. So hats off to the, to oh, the shooters yeah. that went down and shot in the, the first Wisconsin tournament this year. I couldn't make it. It was my daughter's prom. And, of course, the wife had to work nights this week, so I had to go pick up my, my daughter. She's a freshman, so she had no license. So oh, I had to, sure. I had to be around at quarter after 11 to go pick her up. And then mm-hmm. my other daughter's a senior, so she drove home, of course. But then all her friends come to our house afterwards, and... We cook up a big meal of spaghetti for them all and stuff like that. Oh, so absolutely. That's cool. I was home for that, so I couldn't make it down there. But hats off to everybody that went down there. I do see that the the numbers winners Holy shot cow. 402 fish. Wow. If that's correct, they shot almost 200 more fish than the second place numbers team. Yeah, second place was 206. Wow. 402 for the first place and 206 second, 148 yep. third. Wow. And that's, that, that's really putting in and do some really good shooting because of the weather condition that they were dealing with on her. It was high wind, snow, rain, cold. I think it was like 28 degrees. Oh, my gosh. That's... So, yeah, they had some pretty rough conditions. And yeah. then the numbers, uh, first place in the Big 20 was 252 pounds. So, you know, for conditions, that's that's really good. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Weights down there. And I got to give a, a, a shout out um, to one of my good buddies, Pete Gregoire from Team Obscure Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete used to live up here in Wisconsin. Yep. And he was the WBA secretary for several years. He did a great job for the club. Um, just handled everything great. Uh, was great for keeping records and stuff like that. And he moved down south now to Missouri. And but now he's doing a great job with the BAA mm-hmm. uh, secretary. And he has a great job down there with uh, helping with the BAA and also with the records keeping and stuff like that. He's the one that you would contact for the records and all that stuff and, and send your photos into and your weights of your fish down there. Yeah. But um, I got a, I got a quick chance to talk to him at the Bass Pro U.S. Open down in Shreveport, uh, Louisiana. Before takeoff, and I wished him good luck, and we chatted a little bit about bow fishing and stuff like that. And here it come to find out that his team uh, shot the biggest buffalo uh, carp down there for I that tournament. The picture, yep, yep. What a hog of a buff! What was the weight on that fish? Seventy-three point oh. three pounds. Ooh, that's a toad, right? It's a very nice fish. Wow. Very nice fish. Wow. And they pocketed a cool three thousand nine hundred dollars for that fish, also. Heck yeah, that's awesome. And I think they also got the overall heaviest fish also. I was going to say, they took home a lot of hardware from yeah. that tournament. Yeah. That was, that was yep. quite the showing. Congrats sure. to Team Shot for winning the, the Bass Pro US Open. That's a nice uh, $25,000 purse to win. Yeah. They also won four AMS hooligan bows that oh. we donated to also for that. So, That's, oh, yeah, man, that those hooligan <laughs> bows are such nice bows that might be even better than the twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, they just had awesome. some nice grass carp. Okay, and uh, I had a good time down there. Yeah, um, did a lot of talking. Sure, on Friday afternoon and Saturday the whole throughout the day. Weather conditions were pretty rough down there. They had a lot of storms in the area and stuff yeah. like that. But I tell you what. I caught a cold Saturday night in my motel room. Oh. And I had to get up at 4 o'clock to fly back home. Oh, you were sick in the airport. I was sick in the airport. Oh, I, I didn't get sick sick, but I, I was feeling, you know, I had the chills. I was sweating. I, I felt just total like crap. Oh, gosh. And I had eight hours of flights and airports oh. and all that stuff. And I tell you what, when I got home, I was I did not come back to work for three days. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember got, you were out. hit with yeah. a wrecking ball. Yeah. Airports are awful enough as it is right. without having a terrible cold to add on yep. to it. Oh my god! So whoever was a person that shook my hand <laughs> down there that had a cold I'm going to come looking for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they, uh, that was strategic. They thought you were shooting in the tournament maybe. so they transferred the, oh the cold over gosh. to you. I was back in my motel room. I went and got something to eat. I came back to watch the final four. Oh okay. And sure. I could feel it in my back of my nose and in my throat area. So yeah, whoever you are that had the sniffles, you know you, who you are. You you <laughs> rub your nose before you shook my hand. I'm going to come and get you. <laughs> yeah, that that's too bad. No, that's but congrats sucks. to those guys for uh for doing a great job. I saw some pictures. Like I said, they had some nice grass carps. Some mm-hmm. really and you know, that it, that's what's so strange is it seems like even though conditions are terrible, mm-hmm. And bad, you still have teams because there's so many teams. Somebody knows where to go. Somebody has fish held up, and of course, you have to have the weather has to. You know, when you have all these storms that are just rolling through like that, yep. left and right, you have to be in an area where you're kind of getting lucky by missing some of those storms. Right, right. Because it's not like you're going to just one lake. Right. You can go to several different lakes, mm-hmm. several different rivers. So you can try to get out of those areas and. 
it like I said, it's always a little bit of luck in there that maybe some of them bad storms went just south of you or just right. north of you. Right. Or you didn't get hit as hard as some of the teams that went down in this area. That's got to be a whole new element. Okay, you go to different lakes to find fish. Well, you have to add the element in. Oh, it looks like uh, on the radar, say, two hours before you're about to go shoot, given lake is going to get pounded tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, then you got to... You got to strategize on the fly. What are you going to do? That takes a lot of uh, good thinking as yep. far as right off the top being able to go and find fish. Absolutely. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And one just a uh, little quick note here. We've got our Wisconsin Take a Kid Bow Fishing Day coming up on Saturday, May 11th. So if you're in the Wisconsin area and you've got any kiddos that want to come and check out bow fishing, mm-hmm. Make sure you give our shop a call here at 888-541-7657. And we bumped this up quite a bit over a month. Yep. We bumped it up to May 11th to get the kids on to some spawning fish so they can get into some action and stuff like that. So we've got uh, 17 boat captains that have already signed up to help the kids out. That's awesome right there in itself. Absolutely. And we do ours a little different. It's, it's it's, It's all about... Teaching these kids about bow fishing, mm-hmm. you know, um, we have them come in and we have them uh, kind of get used to the equipment at first. Right. We take them down to a little canal. We have some guard targets floating in the water there, and we kind of get the kids set up with each of their bows, mm-hmm. and they they shoot for all. You know, we have different groups coming down there, but they shoot for forty five minutes. Different groups. Yep. And we let them get accustomed to these these um, the bows and how everything works and stuff like that. So they're not on the water trying to learn this stuff. They're right. they're on land shooting into this canal at targets, and then um, we kind of go over. You know what what is bow fishing? You know mm-hmm. what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Right. Some of the bow fishing rules. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I, I tell these kids that you know here in Wisconsin, you cannot dump your fish. You can't leave them at the boat landings. You can't dump them. And ditches and stuff like right. that. Right, that's a big so, no-no. So I always tell these kids here: if I ever down the road will see your name, or if you get caught for dumping fish, I'm going to be very upset. Yep. yep. You know. So you know, putting that into these kids because, like I said, these, this is our next generation of bowfishers out there. So we always try to, you know, teach them not only bowfishing but rules and ethics of bowfishing. One of the things you had mentioned: we go down to the canal and the yeah. kids shoot the bows. It is amazing to me, through the last couple of years of watching that, how you could have a kid who's maybe never shot a bow in his life. Mm-hmm. He'll go down there, you, you know, you'll have an instructor there to help mm-hmm. him. We'll mm-hmm. give him the appropriate bow, set it up appropriately for the kid, and say his first shot, he misses two feet high. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have him shoot again, and we'll give him a little tidbit or a little tip. He's a little closer. And we'll have him shoot three or four times, and pretty soon he's, they pick it up so fast, they pretty do. soon they're hitting that target Every time. That's that's one of my favorite times. Yeah. Is that getting used to the equipment times. Yes. Shooting at those targets. Yep. The kids are all sitting there in line. They're waiting to go next. And they're just flinging arrows left mm-hmm. and right. But it's so cool, to, like you said, to watch them pick up so fast. Yeah. They go from not knowing a thing. They, they right. don't even, I mean, they've never drawn a bow back in their life. And five minutes later, they're hitting a target with no sights nothing you know just mm-hmm. a bullfishing bow that's very mm-hmm. satisfying to see yeah. from you know a mentor standpoint absolutely i think that's very absolutely. cool and hats off to you know all the boat captains that have called in and said that they'll they'll be there with their boats to take these kids out because without them we can't make this possible right, right. you know yeah so yeah we've got that coming up may 11th from 9 a.m to 4 p.m i'm actually very it's free to all the kids too yeah it's free yeah i'm very sad that i am not gonna be able to 
to be there. Yep, this year. you've got a, you're going to be in uh, Louisville. Yep, for a different kids shooting, for a different kids event. Yep, mm-hmm. NASP Nationals down there. So you'll be I, there with the AMS booth down there. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. But that's just sad. Uh, I'm going to get to miss out on all the kiddos shooting their <laughs> shooting fish. That's always cool to see that. But very cool, very yeah. cool. Well, I got out a couple times. Uh, this past week, mm-hmm. you made me all jealous when you showed me the pictures the next day at work. And I did. I had a hard time, man. When my alarm went off at six o'clock in the morning, oh my <laughs> gosh, I had a hard time getting up. <laughs> well, you went back to back nights, back to back nights. Oh, yeah. oh man, I don't know about that. That's... Hey, when the fishing is good, you yeah. got to get out. With oh. The weather that's been so goofy here, you know, you got some good days. You got to get out there. Just a little side note. Uh, this is a little Matthew Schillinger fact for everybody who's listening. Matt is actually not a human being. He does not need sleep. He does not need to regroup. There will be times when we'll be on the road for something. He doesn't sleep. I always fall asleep. Matt will go like four days on four hours of sleep. It's just he's a tank. I have no idea how he does it. You get used to it. I guess. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm sitting here from having six hours of sleep the night before, and you shot a tournament the night before, and you're more awake than I am. I always find that just fascinating. And I and I and just so everybody knows, I do not drink energy drinks at all. Yeah, I don't drink them. Water and milk—that's all he drinks. <laughs> drinks milk like it's going out of style. It's just ridiculous. I don't drink milk when I'm bow fishing, though. I drink water. I know you said one night you said that if you could choose one drink, if you're getting sleepy on a night, or if you're getting you know it's it's two in the morning on a night of a tournament, you said that ice cold water, ice cold water over anything. Yeah. Oh. I just no, I'm not a big fan of those energy drinks. I'm just I can't drink them. Yeah, just don't like the taste of it and the fizz. It just it just is not right. So I don't drink that stuff. But we did get out. Um, I did go out with um, our first guest that we ever had on. Oh yes, boat. I went with Jody. Yep, uh, John Hebel from John's Custom Boats, and uh, one of Noah's partners and Noah's partners, uh, his girlfriend went along also. And uh, we went out. Well, actually, let me back up here because we went out the Friday. We went out April 19th. Okay. Okay. Me and Timmy Boy. Oh, yes. And John. We went out and we shot a handful of commons. But the water, when we got back to where we wanted to go back and get into some buffs. Yep. The water was about four feet low yet at this time. Oh. And we could not get within a mile of the shoreline down in that area that we oh, to get to. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, we did find uh, a pocket in about five feet of water where there was some buffs hanging out, but the water was so dirty. Uh, we were kind of pushing them out of the dirty water and up onto sand flats mm-hmm. where we got a couple of shots. So I think we shot about 10 um, buffs that night. Sure. But we couldn't get with, you know, there was, you couldn't get back into where we wanted to get to. Sure. My buddy went out Saturday night, and the water was flooded. Oh, my Lord. They could go wherever they wanted to. Really? Yeah. And I'm guessing that the... Uh, they did well. Yeah, okay. They did, they did very well that night. Yep. Yep. Um, so I went back out on April 16th and April 17th. I went out. No, take that back. April 17th and 18th. Okay. Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, the first night we went out, we went into some cricks to try to get away from the dirty water to try to get some clear water yeah and there really wasn't much in there there was a couple commons spread out here and there sure. and some some quillbacks here and there and then like i said then we went down and we found some pockets of some of them buffs um so then we went back down 
Actually, I got that all screwed up, I think. 23rd and 24th, or 24th yeah. and 25th. Right. You went out on the 19th and then the 24th and 25th. Is right. that right? So I went back down on the 24th sure. with Jody. And uh, we we did really good that night. Yeah. We, we had a good night. Uh, we shot a lot of nice buffs. Uh, we were pushing a lot of fish. There was a lot of fish that had moved in. Oh, okay. But they had the water so dirty, it was just a a ton of v's that you could see and you can always tell when it's a v from a buffalo versus a v from a smaller fish like a common stuff right. because those buffs oh i mean they make a wake it's like a submarine under the water it is it is it's ridiculous and uh we just had a blast last night uh, that night we shot a lot of fish and the nice thing i like about going with somebody else i don't have to take care of the fish or i don't have to oh wash yeah the boat sure <laughs> Sorry, Jody, that was on yeah. you that night. <laughs> yeah, I could see that for sure. But we had a blast. Uh, like I said, everything was working great. Um, I was shooting. One thing that I usually don't shoot when I'm shooting buffalo are the anchor QTs. QTs, okay. I usually shoot anchor FXs. Sure, okay. Because uh, the it's not a twist body style release. Mm-hmm. You have to remove the tip. You don't have to remove the tip, but you got to turn the tip. Yep. But I was just... Gonna try the anchor QTs that night on some bigger fish, and I really enjoyed how they they held. Sure, I really enjoyed you know just grabbing that arrow and bringing that big old buff into the boat and just twisting my shaft and pulling my arrow back out without having to remove the tip. And you're ready to and go release the tip and stuff, and I was locked and loaded and ready to shoot some more fish. So I was I was really happy with uh, the AMS anchor QT. It worked sure. really good that night. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it was a good night. I think we ended up leaving the water at. Uh, around 11, 11.30-ish. Got back to the boat landing and loaded up. And then we got an hour and a half drive back home. Oh, that's the worst part about it. And then we got stuck home. in... The, oh, it's We right. got stuck behind a train at a train crossing for 20 minutes. <laughs> we sat there till midnight. Oh, man. Jeez. That would Louise. be... That's... And you're tired and everything to boot. You got work the next morning. Yeah. That just had to be frustrating. 20 minutes sitting there waiting for a goofy train. <laughs> So then we went back out the next night. Oh. And now, this was really cool because I took a first-time oh, bow yes. fisher. Um, I took my pastor, Pastor Zach, who has never bow fished in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tried to get him out on the boat several times, and just with his work, he just never could find an opening. Um, he's got four, uh, four kids, so he could never, you know, with the kids and stuff like that, he just couldn't make time. Right. But uh, Zach is a huge bow hunter. He loves bow hunting whitetails. He shot a... He did. Toad. Was that this past year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Like 160, 170 It was Boone and Crockett. Oh, my gosh. Big old, big old buck. (laughs) Uh, It was a... Basic twelve by twelve or uh, six by six, six by six, uh, mainframe twelve point, just a beautiful, beautiful deer. Mm-hmm. And he shot that deer like at two o'clock in the afternoon, and it was on a Sunday. Oh, right after he was done. So right after we got done with church, oh um, my, he gosh. went home and ate something and went and sat in his stand. I think he was in his stand for like a half hour, and this oh. buck comes walking across his food plot. I remember when I first saw a picture of that deer. For a split second, I'm like, oh, Zach must be. He must have taken a trip to Canada just because of how the deer looked. Right. It was such a big body deer, dark, thick yeah. tines. It looked like a Canadian deer. It did. But yep. ugh, that was just and the a cool little thing about that is, giant. as it was coming across his food plot, coming towards him, he had a camera there, and the camera got like, you know, several pictures of this oh. deer walking across his food plot before he ended up shooting it. Oh, that's cool. So, so Zach is a, he's a big archery hunter, but he's never been out bow fishing, so I texted him. I said, hey, man, you know, we're going out tonight. If you got time, we'd love to have you in the boat. 
and he texted me back and said, let me check on a few things quick. So a little while later, he got, I got a text back saying, well, I really shouldn't do this, but I'm going to go. Okay. Because <laughs> he had a lot of stuff on his plate. Sure, sure. So one thing that I always like to do when I have like a, a, a newbie bow fisher that I'm taking out, yep. I like to get to the water while it's still light out. Sure. You know, I don't want to be sitting there teaching them how the equipment works and in stuff like dark. that. In the dark. Right. Um, because, you know, a bow fishing boat to somebody that's never bow fished is very strange. Oh, yeah. You know, they Absolutely. getting them up on the deck, you know, they're kind of like, you know, wobble, you know, they, they don't have their, their, their sea legs, their sea legs on them. Yeah. So they're kind of a little iffy about getting up there. So I always like to go up there before it gets dark out, show them how everything works. So to get them comfortable with the equipment, how to stand up there and stuff like that, because they're a little nervous. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't know, you know, the fan, you know, making noise like that and stuff like that and how it turns and stuff like that and how you should lean and running into stumps and stuff like that. So get them out there during the daylight so you can go over things with them before it gets dark out. Yeah. So he's asking just a ton of questions and, you know, what do I look for? What do I look for? And, and you know, the aiming process and stuff like that okay, we're going yep. through. Yep. So I pretty soon you just got to say, all right. When you when you see some, you'll start getting the you'll start getting the knack of it sure, a little bit. Absolutely. When you start seeing what you're supposed to be looking for, right? You know, yeah, I can tell you that it's going to look kind of whitish, but the water is so dirty, it's right. hard to pick it up and stuff like that. So I think the best way, as far as like doing that goes, and absolutely, it's a great question for people to ask when they're new because you know you want to try to get as right. much information as possible before you start shooting fish. But the best way to learn and do that is to just do it. Just go. Yeah. Just go. Yep. You know, we're trying to tell them to aim. I always tell people to aim at the belly of the fish. Sure. And then from there, we'll work our way, depending on how deep the fish are, what mm-hmm. the fish are doing, and stuff like that. So I always tell them to aim at the belly of the fish. Um, so we get going. We turn the fan on, and we get going. And and once again, we had a goofy wind that was just kind of messing with us, you yep. know. And we went back into the spots where we had shot the fish the night before. And there was fish in there, but just not as many as there was the night before. Okay. Uh, we shot a just a, a couple commons and a handful of some buffs and the fish just weren't in that area because of the wind i think it was blowing colder water into there oh okay sure um so we eventually just kept working our way along the shorelines and we went back into another finger and um i started going back and forth and tr- pushing from the deep into into the cattails sure and when we got about halfway back in there the number of fish that we could see we were pushing like doubled. Really? Yeah. It just like doubled. And I was pushing fish from one side to the other side into the cattails and all the fish hit the cattails and you could see the cattails just busting and crashing and the fish were turning around coming back at us. And I watched Zach, I watched the buff come out the side and I watched him draw and I watched him follow that fish and he released his arrow and he hit his first fish. Oh my gosh. After um probably 10 misses you sure. know, he hit his first fish yep and he was so excited oh gosh he was just so excited so we got the fish in the boat and we got some pictures of him holding that fish up but once he did that it like triggered what he had to look for his killer instinct his, yeah exactly because he reloaded and got it back up on the deck and he was like a cat on the prowl, man. He was just up there just like in lock mode. He was just, boy, he was scanning that water back oh my and forth. Gosh. And he was just waiting for anything to come bouncing out. Um, 
one time a a big old musky came barreling out, and I, he drew it. No, 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 no. You know. Yep. Because uh, there's no gar in that body of water, so we got to watch our northern pikes sure. and our musky up here. Yep. But it, it's just really cool to see how once they connect with that first fish, it's like stuff clicks. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff clicks with them, and. We worked our way back, and we were pushing a lot of fish. We were getting into some good fish. We were we were having a good time, and then we got way into the back of this this little finger, and the water kind of cleared up. Ooh, and there was commons like laying everywhere. Really? Yeah, and he was just going crazy he was just going crazy and it was so cool to see it was fun to see he shot some really nice commas back in there zach shot some good buffs that night but it was just a really fun night and i didn't want to look at my cell phone because i was afraid to see what time it was Uh (laughs) uh-huh this this was your second night of a back-to-back working all day shooting all night right oh boy so i didn't want to look at my phone and we started working our way back out. We were shooting fish, and I would have loved to stay there. I could have stayed there until the sun came up. Right. But I had to come back and get a little bit of sleep before I came to work. So I reached my back pocket, I pulled up my phone, and it was 1130. I was like, oh, guys, I said, we got we to gotta head back. <laughs> so we started working our way back, and it seemed like the more we went, we're coming back out, we were seeing more and more fish. Really? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, some of the fish actually were starting to spawn. Oh boy! Um, we could see the big tails out of the water. Oh, you stop it! And we're like, and and John looked at me, and goes, "You're not going to work tomorrow." Oh boy! <laughs> oh, just hearing that gets me yeah. all antsy to go out and shoot some fish. But but no, he had a he had just a blast. He even made a, a bunch of posts on his Facebook page. You really? Know? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Got bow fishing off my bucket list, and he's had some pictures that we had sure. taken of him the night and stuff. So. It's always so fun to take out somebody that's never bullshit for because along with the bow fishing, it was just the, the atmosphere that they never get to see at nighttime right. on the water. Right. You know, with the lights on, you know, muskrats, like I said, you know, the, the muskies, the game fish, um, hearing those fish hitting those cattails, and it sounds like a bear is coming out of the it cattails. It does. It's crazy. When yeah. you push fish up in there, you you can't think that fish could make as much of a ruckus as they do when they're right. out there. It's right. crazy. And it's crazy to think that they can even get back in that far. I'll sometimes see cattails moving, and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. How? 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 I know. How was there even a fish in there? And then sometimes that fish will bust out, and you'll see it, and it won't be a small fish either. Right. It'll be a good-sized fish that mm-hmm. wedged its way up in there. But Yep. Yep. So, no, he had a, just a blast. But just to go to show you, so that was April 25th, and we had a little bit of spawning action that was going on back there from the buffs. Mm-hmm. Well... With this goofy weather, I'm sure, like right now, there's nothing going on. No, no. I mean, it was starting. Yeah, it was starting um, because then me, you, and Alabruski went back out on the 26th. Yep. And with the winds and stuff, it was just horrendous. Yeah. We shot two nice buffs. Yep. And we were out there from 10 o'clock in the morning, 10:30 in the morning till 4:30. 4:30. Yeah. And we just finally said, "This we're going to wrap it. And the, the bad part about it was, out in that wind, there were some fish spawning. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, there were tails up out of the water. Right. And we just, by the time we got to them, and we had to make so much noise to yep. get to them. Right. And it wasn't full-blown. I mean, it wasn't like no. we were going crazy. But there'd be a pocket here and there of fish right. that were pushing a little yep. bit. But The wind just the wind just killed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just killed it that day. Yeah. But otherwise than that, um, I know my good buddy Dennis Redden had his grandkids out here probably two weeks ago down in the Kentucky area, and they were shooting some really nice smallmouth buffs. Oh, yeah. I yep. saw some pictures of that, too. Mm-hmm. So things have been happening, you know. It's just here in Wisconsin, we just got this goofy flip-flopping weather, you know. Cold, rain, snow, sunshine, windy. Right. You know? And I think all this week it's supposed to be like 40s for a high. Yeah, so it's really going to push us back another week here. I would guess that we're probably three weeks behind. Sure. On our weather conditions and water conditions. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that could, that could really be, you know, it could be uh, just a, the the lakes in Wisconsin could be really on fire for the AMS Big 20 this year. Yes. Oh, I didn't think of as, as far as yeah. dates go. You know, yes, June they 8th could. and 9th. Uh-huh. You yep. know, they could really be on fire for that. Yep. And we see we see good weights come in when the spawn is done right. with fish. Right. This could be, yeah. 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 Wow, mm-hmm. that could be, that could be fun. So, and it always seems like when, uh, the night we were with Pastor Zach and John Hubble, um, we had 64 buffs that oh we had shot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then you look at the next day, we go out with the camera stuff. Oh, then the and we shot just, two. Yeah. That's just how that works. We shot two and, and a handful of commons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's just, that's just how that always Same spot. seems to go. Yep. Same spot. Yep. So crazy. Something I just wanted to, you mentioned how, uh, Pastor Zach kind of got that killer instinct to him a little bit and mm-hmm. it's like he was zoned in then right i'll get that myself just going out regularly if i go out shooting fish at night i might miss my two first three four five shots but then once i hit one it's like okay now mm-hmm. now i'm zoned in right then i'm really starting to bull fish it seems like right. you just gotta see that first arrow hit that fish mm-hmm. then you know where to mm-hmm. aim you know how to you know lead that fish if it's moving or something you know you can just kind of right. figure it out on the fly there yep yep but absolutely it just takes one of those fish to get you in that zone and you're ready to start sticking fish mm-hmm. um i know once this weather does finally crack up here i mean it's gonna be we could have a we could have the buffs and the carp spawning at the same time. I looked at an extended 10-day forecast, and if I remember correctly, this this upcoming Sunday, all this week is like f- high to mid to upper 40s for a high, mm-hmm. 64 Sunday, yeah, and sunny, yeah. Yep. Those are the kind. I mean, and then, and then it's supposed to be warm next week too. Right. That's going to be the kickstart, I right. think. Yep. Of fish, yep. you know. Because around. even still, we're getting in the low temps in the in the thirties yeah. at nighttime. Yep. And that just kills water temperatures. Yep. You know, you got to look for that magic water temp. So everything's about three weeks behind up here in Wisconsin, which, like I said, could mean big things for the AMS Big Twenty. Yep. There should be a lot of a lot of good fish. Could out mean that. big fun things as well for the Take a Kid event absolutely some kids could end up shooting some big hole fish out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that could be very fun to see yep no that'd be awesome that. to have a, a kid tangle into a 40 <laughs> oh that cool. would just be crazy that'd be a hoot but it should be a, a great i just i just i just hope that we have sunny day yeah you know so the kids can see the fish and right. i hope that there's a lot of it's calm and i hope the kids can get a lot of action they should this year being that it's may 11th it should be really cool um well, I'll, I'll, we'll just kind of end it, I guess, on a little, I'll tell a little story here. About sure, absolutely. Back in 2011. Oh, my gosh. Going back a little bit. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Eight years ago already. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just crazy. My my nephew and I went down to uh, Alabama. We're going to Gunnersville to shoot a Muzzy Classic. And uh, 
I had to pick up my buddy Josh Bird that was flying into Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. So as we're driving down the interstate pulling the boat, we're about 50 miles north of Huntsville. Okay. All right. And we're driving down and got the radio on. And we can see the storms in the area and stuff like that there. And uh, pretty soon we're getting just pounded with hard rain, hail. We actually had to pull off the road to stop. And as we're pulling off the road, we can hear on the radio that they're coming through with, you know, tornado warnings and watches for this, like, whole area. Oh, boy. And okay. Huntsville was one of the areas that they are talking about, and so was Gunnersville. Oh, jeez. Okay. And I'm like, oh, man, I hope, you know, Josh was able to fly in because we're only 50 miles away from the Huntsville airport. Right. Right. So we got we got to Huntsville after the, the rain had stopped and everything like that there, and we could see some pretty bad storms off to our side. And Josh was there. We picked him up. And as we got within about three miles of Gunnersville, yeah. we saw this, you know, first we saw a tree knocked over. Oh, And then no. another tree knocked over. And the further we went, the worse it got. And we got into Gunnersville, and it was some big trees that were laying in people's yards. Wires were all down and stuff like that. And I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy, you know? So, like, you thinking of... Tornado just went through there? That before we got down there, yes. Oh that, my yes, Lord. that morning. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. So I tried calling the the resort that we were staying at, and there was no answer. So Uh-oh. I tried we went through town and I'm got my GPS on to get to this lodge that we're staying at. We couldn't get through the road because there was trees just like oh. toothpicks all over the road. So I finally got a hold of them, and they says, well, you won't be staying here because a lot of our cabins got destroyed in sure. the tornado this morning. I'm oh, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So we ended up getting a little motel right in, in uh, Gunnersville. Okay. And the whole day, the tornado sirens did not stop. Oh, that's eerie. It was very eerie. They did not stop. Oh, so, we really didn't think much of it at the time, because this is like on Thursday okay. before the tournament. Yep. So, we really didn't think much of it. So, we went and got found a place that had some food, and um, that night the storms really got really bad. Okay. And pretty soon there was no power. Oh, my Lord. And one time they came and were hitting our doors and us that we need to get down from the fourth floor and get down because oh there's a tornado heading our way. Oh, gosh. Oh. And that's when they actually had that really big tornado in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay. Which was, wasn't that far from us. Sure. And that whole night, it was just very eerie because there was no power. There was no street lights. All you saw was squad car lights and ambulance lights. And at night, were these sirens still going off? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. It was nonstop. Oh. It was nonstop. So the next morning, we get up. And what we found out was there was no power, so there was no gas stations that could pump gas. Oh, no. So we found out that there was a gas station about 20 miles away that was that had gas. Okay. So we started heading there because I needed to get some diesel for the truck. Sure. So we started heading there, and it was crazy because we were going by these other gas stations. There was, like, miles long of vehicles waiting at these gas stations so we get down to this gas station thankfully they had some power and they had diesel so we had filled up there and uh so we drove back to gunnersville that night that after that and 
pretty soon the um, the armed forces had moved in. The National oh, Guard and stuff had moved no. in now. Okay. Because and then they set a curfew for ten o'clock at night. You had, you couldn't be on the roads after ten o'clock at night because there was no power, there was no lights from stuff like that. Sure. They didn't want vandalism or right. robbing stuff like that. Right. So we stayed in our motel room that night, and once again, very eerie. The person doesn't realize what it's like to not have power. Sure. You know, it's very strange. For that extended amount of time. Yeah. So very strange. So we stayed that night, and then the next morning, um, we found out that the tournament had been canceled. Okay. Because there was no, it was pretty bad down there. So the next day, we went and we put the boat on the water. And we cruised around a little bit, and we saw we got video of these trees all over these campgrounds on top of campers and stuff like that. Oh you can, my gosh! You actually see the paths where these tornadoes would come through the woods, and you know you can see the path where sure. they just destroyed the trees and oh. stuff and stuff like that. And then that night we went back on the water, and the the water was just terribly muddy and sure. dirty and stuff like that, and it was it was kind of a waste of time. But yeah. we didn't have nothing to do, so right. we went and put on the water, and we were coming back around. I don't know, eleven thirty at night, and we got pulled over by the National Guard. Really? Yeah. Yep. And he said, "You know, what are you guys doing?" We told him what we were doing and stuff. He's like, "Well, there's a curfew. You shouldn't be out here. So get back to your motel room and just stay there." Oh my lord! And it, like I said, it's so eerie and so weird. You're driving back and you're getting into this the city and it's just dark. Dark. Except for you know squad car lights, you can see. You know. Oh wow! So, that is strange. So we just. The next morning we had up and we just made the call that, man, we're out of here. Yeah. And we drove a long ways. I mean, we saw a lot of vehicles waiting in line. We saw a lot of damage. But, man, just talk about an eerie couple of nights. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It was just really weird. Oh, wow. Really strange. The whole nighttime trying to sleep at night with no power and tornado sirens going off. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then you guys had to get pulled from the fourth floor because of tornadoes. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Ooh, that's And like I said, sketchy. we had no TV and... You know, we didn't have our nice phones that we have nowadays. We could just kind of text, you know. Right. We didn't have all this other fancy stuff on our phones. So it was just a really weird night. And I remember we drove back and dropped Josh off in Huntsville and drove back and we hit the buff spawn back here in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. So, but things should start popping up here quickly if the weather ever cooperates. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll have um, a little product highlight moment right now. What are you thinking? I'm gonna. I'm thinking the AMS Anchor QT, man. I think that's a great choice. You know, three barbs, um, twist the shaft to release it out of the fish. Yep. And I, I've sh- I shot it here for the last three three times that I've been out now on those big buffs, and very very happy with the holding on those, mm-hmm. pulling them back in. And then the ease of getting them off, you know. Absolutely. And the cyclone tip was doing really good. Um, you know, that's heat treated. It's going to hold Add more strength as yep. well. It stays sharp. It's got a kind of a unique uh, cutting angles on the cyclone tip right. to right. make it stronger. And, spiraled. Uh, spiraled down that's like right. that. But the, uh, you want to check out uh, the AMS Anchor QT at amsbofish.com. It's Absolutely. a very nice holding holding point as well as very easy to get the fish back off you can shoot numbers with it because you can get fish off so fast mm-hmm. and then you like you said the night other night you were shooting big fish with right. it no problem as well absolutely you'd be hard pressed to find when i don't have a qt on my arrow I, that's probably my favorite point it's i go to i it is my go-to mm-hmm. yep yep i think it might absolutely. be my go-to but i always was you know the anchor fx was my go-to point a great point as well absolutely you know? The nice thing about that, you just turn the tip a couple of turns and it pulls those three bars forward as well. Yep. 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 So, 
So just a couple points you can check out from AMS Bowfishing, but from all of us at AMS Bowfishing, we wish you the best of luck. Get on those waters because things got to be heating up in your area because they're heating up here mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, even though we've had this kind of goofy weather. So get on the water, and from all of us at AMS Bowfishing, best of luck on the water, and remember, aim low and think big. Thanks for listening, guys.